Hi, my name is Joe Hancock, founder of His Vessel Ministries, and your host for Becoming His Vessel podcast. Often say in this thing called life, I may not always get it right, but my heart is to get it right. So my heart's desire is that this would be a resource for me as well as you, that we would be formed by God's Word, filled with Father God, and just poured out for His glory, truly becoming His vessel. This is the time, the season, that we all start to think about the new year and what we want the new year to look like for us. What do we want to accomplish in this new year? What do we want to change going into the new year? Perhaps you're like me. I don't want to waste the year. I don't want to waste a day. I want it to count for eternity. I want it to have purpose. I want it to have meaning. But many times we think about New Year's resolutions, and that means things that we want to reform, things that we want to change about us, maybe our body. We want to lose those five or 10 pounds that we have picked up, or maybe we want to just get more healthy in shape, eat a better diet, or we think about a new job or, you know, a new new attitude, new purpose. It's time that we think about, okay, I want a, a new start for the new year. But whatever it is, these are the times that we start to focus on that. And so what I want to ask you, what is the new you that you're asking God for this year? I want to spend a few moments on this podcast sharing with you my heart, my heart for me, my heart for you, my heart for our nation, which I believe should be the starting point for the new year, for the new me, for the new you, because I really believe it can have an influence where we'll end up by the end of the year. We think about New Year's resolutions, and that's what we fix our mind on. We, I mean, we're determined to do it, or at least determined to get started to do it. And so I want to be a part of the conversation of you having that New Year plan, having it in place, and give you something to ponder as you start to solidify what that is. And what I want to propose is that we start with a new or either a renewed perspective. I believe so many times that's why we're looking for the new. We're looking to reform. We're looking to change something about ourselves or our surroundings is because maybe we've lost perspective. And perspective is getting us back. I want to get us back on the right track so that we do accomplish what it is our heart wants to accomplish, what we know would bring God glory, but what would help us to truly be satisfied by the time we get to the end of the year. And to do that, where do we need to start? Because we want to start right. Absolutely, we want to start right. But what I think, what I want to give to you, of course, I always want to take you to the Word. I know you could go to a lot of podcasts and you could get the one, two, threes, and they would be pretty and they would be all in order and they would encourage us. But for me, unless we build it on the foundation of the Word, it's like sinking sand. So I want to take us back to Genesis 3, 8. I will tell you, I was sitting in church and this scripture just fell out on me. It reminded me. It brought me back to where I needed to be 
to get my new year started right. So I want to read this scripture, and then I want to explain to you some truths from this scripture that I believe that can get us going right for the new year. And the scripture reads as this, And they, they being Adam and Eve, heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord, God among the trees of the garden. We know this is the story of Adam and Eve. Everything was wonderful. God created them, made a garden. It was beautiful, had everything they needed. And they're walking around in the garden, and we see they've disobeyed God. So God's on the scene. And God has made himself to be heard by Adam and Eve. Now, if you're where you can take notes, it would be good to jot down some points I want to make here. Now, I realize if you're, if you're busy, you're driving in the car, or you're out in the shopping center somewhere, and it's where you just can't make notes, that's okay. Come back later and make some notes because I want us to see what's going on in this scripture because I believe it can give us a good perspective of going forward, getting the right perspective in our life as we start this new year. And then, of course, cause us not to miss God, not to miss all the favor, the blessings, the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God. We won't miss all of that if we've got the right perspective. So the first thing that we see in this verse is that God shows up. Obviously, God knows he needs to come on the scene to correct, to transform, to reform something from them because something has gone awry. Some changes need to be made. So God comes on the scene and he makes himself where he is heard by Adam and Eve. And it says it's the Lord God. That name of God identifies God as their creator. He is their Elohim. He's the creator which says, you exist for a reason, Adam and Eve. You're not here by chance. You're not here by accident. I wanted you here. And it's for a very specific reason. That's what God would say to you and me today. He would want us to know him by name today, to know that he is our creator and that we didn't just happen here. We're not just here in this season by happenstance. We are divinely put here at this time, in this season, at the beginning of this year, for a purpose. God wants us here, and there's a reason for that. And so he identifies himself as the Elohim to Adam and Eve. I believe today he would say that to us. I believe he would say that to our nation. I created you, America. You're not just here by happenstance. You're not just here by accident because someone sailed the ocean blue and discovered you. You were here because I wanted you here. I created you. And it's for a reason and a purpose. So God shows up because he doesn't want Adam and Eve. He doesn't want me and you to miss our purpose and miss what we're to do during this year. So it says that God made himself heard by them. He was intentional. And it says that he was walking in the garden. Now, in this garden was the perfect divine place here on earth 
where man was to live in fellowship with God. And it says he was walking. That word walking means continual. Put it in context of what's going on right here in Genesis 3. It means that Adam and Eve were to be in a continual relationship with God. Not separated from God, not hiding from God. Being with God, enjoying God's presence, enjoying God's provision, enjoying what God created them to do. And so that ward walking is so important. It was important then, it's important today. We should be going into this year walking with God. Being in a continual relationship with God, knowing that this year is not just by accident that we'll breeze through another year, we'll check off all the normal and ordinary things that we do, but we will be purposeful in achieving what God wants us to do. And it starts by making sure that we are walking. We're in a continual relationship with God. And that word relationship is not just, okay, I know you, God. I wake up in the morning. I give you 15 minutes of my day, and I praise you, and I thank you, and I go about my day. No, that relationship means that we continually walk face to face with God. God wants us moving into this year where we have a perspective that every day, every moment, that we continue face to face with God. That we attach ourselves to God, that we hang on to God, that we know He is right there with us, that we're not losing sight of Him, and He hasn't lost sight of us. You see, that word walking is huge. It is huge. And so, as in the garden then, as in today, God desires for us to walk with Him through the year. Through this year, every day, every moment, face to face with Him. But look next. It says they were walking in the garden In the cool of the day, they were in the garden. What was the garden, the purpose of the garden? What the Creator made the garden for, for the benefit of man and woman? It was to be their place of peace. It was where they were secure in their relationship with God, insecure in themselves, insecure with one another insecure with everything that God had made them stewardship over. It was their place of rest. It was the place where they would be protected so they could enjoy everything that God created for them. They were hedged about from any harm. They were there in that garden where it was just total rest as they just walked around in this relationship with God. That's what it was all about, was to enjoy God, God to enjoy them. 
that as they purposed, they purposed according to the will and the way of God. And so they're there in that garden, enjoying everything that the heart would ever desire and long for. But it says that God was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. That word cool is huge. Cool is a breath of air that produces a supernatural power. Do you know that as God was walking in that garden that day, and there's Adam and Eve, God was breathing out an air. His presence, his breath was breathed out, and it was breathing out a supernatural power. But what happened? The very people that he wanted to be in relationship with, that he wanted to be with and among, they were trying to hide from God. Now, you know, just the first thought of that, you think how foolish of us to think that we can hide from God. I mean, God is everywhere. He's omnipresent. He knows everything. But yet, here's Adam and Eve thinking they can hide from God because they had messed up. Why? They were afraid now to to be in His presence. And so what happens if we read on? We see that they start to blame other people for why they had messed up. Because God confronts them. Adam starts to blame Eve. Eve starts to blame the serpent. Everybody starts to blame one another. And then what happens? They're separating themselves. Adam and Eve got in the trees in the garden, hoping that God wouldn't see them and find them. So they want to separate from God. And now there's separation between Adam and Eve. And with all this blame game and this being afraid, I mean, Adam and Eve are afraid of God. What is he going to do to us? I'm sure they were thinking, what's going to happen now? This scripture is so important for us to remember that every day of our life, to get everything in perspective, it starts with walking with God in the garden, wherever we are, walking with God, staying in God's presence, face to face, inhaling the breath of God so that we have a supernatural power flowing through us that we can accomplish everything that God created us to accomplish. Even going into this year, God has divinely purposed for me, for you, for our nation, what He wants us to accomplish for His namesake that would amplify His name. And so to do that, God wants us to say, walking continuously with Him so that we inhale His breath So we're in relationship with Him. We're face-to-face with Him. We know what to do. We know how to do it. And we've got the power, that supernatural power, that we can't do it apart from Him. This is what happens, you know, with New Year's resolutions. We start out doing it, but we start out doing it how? In our own power, in our own strength. Okay, I'm going to purpose to do this, and we're going to bear up under it. We get our little checklist, and we start checking it off. And then what starts to dwindle? Our strength our willpower. But when we're connected in relationship continuously with God and we're walking through day by day 
accomplishing what God has purposed for us to accomplish. We are so close to God that we're in the cool of the day with Him. We're dependent upon the breath of God. We're inhaling His breath, and it's blowing through us that supernatural power that we cannot fail because we're leaning in on the power of God to do it for us. So you know what this says to me? God wants you, God wants me, God wants our nation to hear what he is saying before we start and get entrenched full mode for this coming year. God wants us to get a perspective of what he is saying, get attached to him, get in a face-to-face relationship with him, dependent upon him to instruct us what to do and giving us the power to do it, to know how to walk through this year so that we don't mess up, that we don't miss it, and that we enjoy the year, that we accomplish, we transform, we reform what needs to be reformed. And I believe that God is making some sounds around us right now so that we hear him and I don't know about you but I know me I'm sensing some right things to do for me and you know what I believe that's the Holy Spirit of God what we are sensing in our spirit man God is saying I'm talking to you I'm giving you direction this is what I know that you need to do so we need to hear what God is saying so let me ask What's working around you? What's stirring around you? What's happening? What are you sensing? That could be some disruptions from keeping you from continually walking with God so that you don't miss God for what He created this year to be for you. What needs adjusting? I want to look back at this Genesis 3, 8 and just Let's ask ourselves some questions. The first thing, it could be, you're just completely unsure why you're here. You know, Adam and Eve got off track because they got focused on themselves and and got off track. But we got to remember why we're here. We are not here for ourselves. We are here for our Creator. Could be we're blaming others for what we're missing out on. And that's we've lost perspective. And sometimes when we get like that, we start go searching after things that really are unintended by God. And that blaming others as Adam and Eve, you know, they started blaming others. It'll get you off base. And listen, I tell you, I recently fell into this trap myself. I mean, I'm really just getting over this. I had a situation where I had really gotten critical toward a matter. And, and I'd gotten a critical attitude about it. Now, from my perspective, I justified it because I wanted to blame someone else. Well, it's their attitude. It's their behavior. It's what they are doing or the lack thereof. And it was still in my joy. I was miserable until I realized that the problem wasn't them. The problem was me. I was blaming someone else. And in that blame, it caused me to get off track. It caused me to, hey, lose my joy. And I had to stop and confess that that was wrong. I was about to mess up and and miss God and miss God in a big way. And I tell you, when we start blaming other people, it will get you off track. So stop as you're going forward. 
make sure that you're not blaming someone else for what you're missing out on. And out of that blame, then you start to write an agenda of what you're going to do for the year so you can go back and get what you think you rightly deserve. It could be that you're afraid to step out. You know, fear has a grip on you. I mean, what happened to Adam and Eve? They were afraid. Oh, no, God's going to see us. He's going to find us. And I'm sure they were fearful of what was going to happen. I'm going to tell you, fear can cause us to miss so many good things from God. I will just tell you right out, when we're walking in fear, it means we're not trusting God. Now, I know you're probably saying, Joe, you don't know my circumstance. If you knew my circumstance, you wouldn't say that. Fear means we are not trusting God. And listen, you know, many times I think about myself, as long as I can trust in my intellect, trust in my resources, trust in my contacts, trust in my relationships, then I don't fear. But what is that doing? No, God wants us to have a holy fear of Him and stay in His presence. When Adam and Eve got afraid of God, what did they do? They tried to hide from God, run from God. So this new perspective coming into this new year may just be that we need to get a holy fear of God, submit, bow before God, and trust God. Know that He's already been in this year. He's already figured it out and planned it out. He wants us to continually walk with Him through it and then not hide from Him. And God doesn't want us to hide from Him. He wants us to stay in His presence. And you know what? Sometimes we intentionally do that because we don't want to hear what God might say to us. We don't want to hear the plans that God has for us because we've got our own agenda. We're so attached to pleasing others and and pleasing the flesh that we had rather sacrifice what God has for us to achieve that until we get miserable. And then we get so miserable, we can't stand ourselves, We can't stand the situation we're in. Then we cry out to God. No, let's get that new perspective right now going into this year that I'm not going to hide from God, that I'm going to stay in his presence. I'm going to listen to God. I'm not going to be afraid of what God might say to me. And listen, you know, I've been there. When I knew what God really wanted to say to me, and I didn't want to hear it because I didn't want to do it because it didn't line up with what Joe wanted to do. And so I just intentionally hid myself from God. What does that mean? I just didn't spend time with God or as much time with God. Or I didn't lean in close to God and hear what he was saying. So, you know, hiding doesn't necessarily mean get in your car and drive down the road. It could be. I'm just tuning you out, God. I'm not going to hear what you say. And then avoiding God. We just intentionally avoid Him. We know that we're to walk with God. We're to spend time with God. But we just avoid it because, mm-mm, no, I know God will speak to me through this word, and so I don't want to hear it. Another thing, we isolate ourselves. We separate ourselves. Isn't that what Adam and Eve did? They separated themselves from God. And how foolish, because we think that we can get so isolated, God can't find us. He can find us. And we think that if we can isolate ourselves or separate ourselves, then we can go our own way, and we don't have to be accountable. Because when we're isolated, there is no accountability, except God is there waiting. 
Now listen, some separation is good. Separating from evil, separating from wicked, separating from worldliness and the flesh, that is good. I'm talking about separating yourself from you know the goodness of God and the presence of God, as we see here in Genesis 3, 18. But we don't want to separate ourselves from God and what God's telling us to do. We want to lean into that. So let me say, before you make your New Year's resolutions, before you fix your mind on what you're going to do, the new you that you're going to create, give that to God. Give your mind, your thoughts, your will, the new you to God. And let God, your creator, your Yahweh Elohim that walked with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day in the garden, let him walk with you during this season, giving you the right perspective and ask yourself, ask yourself, am I purposing to walk face to face with God and all that I do this coming year? Am I going to grab hold of his hand and I'm just going to start moving with God? Ask yourself, am I depending on the breath of God to produce that supernatural power so that I don't do this year, I don't walk through this year in my own strength, in my own intellect, that I am dependent upon the supernatural power of God. What's that? The Holy Spirit. That you're depending on the breath of God, that you're going to stay are you going to stay so close to God this year that you and God, you're breathing the same air? Ask yourself, am I holding myself accountable for every action, every thought, knowing that God is right there by me? God's holding my hand. God's directing me. And that sometimes God may be carrying me. And that's okay. That's good. Because, see, God doesn't want you to get off track. God wants you to start off with the right frame of mind that your heart is set on Him. And that you stay in this garden. You stay in this protective, this restful, this peaceful place that God has positioned you. And you stay there. And you breathe in His ear. You enjoy the cool of the day. And you walk with Him continuously. So once this is established, ask yourself, God, what is that specific new that you want for me to fix my heart on for this year? What is it? And then let God breathe it over you because you're so close to him. You can feel his breath. You can hear him. You're face to face. You can see God. Your relationship is so tight with God that you're not going to mess up. That you'll take that pen in your hand and that paper and you'll begin to write your New Year's resolutions. The things that you are going to do, determine to accomplish, hold yourself accountable for. Because God is so close to you, you know that it is as if it is done. So let's check in down the road. Let's see how we're doing. Let's make sure that we're continuously walking with God. 
And starting out with that right perspective will lead to the right you. Thank you for listening to the Becoming His Vessel podcast. If you'd like to receive more resources that would help guide you in becoming His Vessel, I invite you to visit our website at www.hisvessel.org. If you'd like to connect with me directly, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me by calling 334-356-4478. And my prayer is that you would seek to love God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your strength as you seek to become His vessel.